This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Radicalis, Developing Spiritual Roots. In these lessons, we'll learn how to live a life that is deeply rooted in Christ and His Word so that we can become all God has created us to be. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how to get a very special scripture card set with verses selected by Pastor Rick to help you renew and recharge your faith. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's teaching. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called Radical Generosity. Now, for the last six weeks, we've been looking at this series I'm calling Radicalis, which is the Latin word for from the roots. And we're talking about deepening spiritual roots, going deeper, not being shallow people, not being selfish people, being deeply rooted in the love of God. And over the last six weeks, we've looked at radical gratitude. We've looked at radical faith. We've looked at radical joy. We've looked at radical hope. This week, I want us to look at the issue of radical generosity. Now, the Bible says this. If you take out your message notes, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Proverbs 11, 24. Message paraphrase says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Now, what's he saying there? That when I'm generous, it enlarges my heart, it enlarges my perspective, It enlarges my impact. When I'm generous, it enlarges my influence. Now, he's not just talking about money here, okay? Let me just explain to you. Generosity is far more than financial giving. Oh, no, no, money is just a little teeny tiny part of your life. God wants you to learn to live generosity as a lifestyle, not as a giving of money, but as a lifestyle of generosity. And the Bible tells us that we are to be generous in every area of our lives. We're to be generous with our time. We're to be generous with our praise. We're to be generous with our sympathy. We're to be generous with forgiveness. We are to be generous with our love. We're to be generous with our compliments. We are to be generous with our kindness. We are to be generous with our attention and paying attention to the needs of people. We are to be generous in listening. We are to be generous in not being judgmental. Generosity is far, far, far more than simply about giving money. It's about living a life that is unselfish. It's about living a life that where you're a giver, not a taker in every area of life. And that's what I want you to be. It's what I want to be. It's what God wants us all to be, to live this generous lifestyle. So what I want to do uh, this weekend is two things. First, I want to define, according to the Bible, what radical generosity is as opposed to just normal generosity. And then second, I want you to see the five amazing results it has in your life, how it transforms you when you develop an attitude of openness toward everything in life and you're generous with your talent and you're generous with your service and you're generous with your praise and you're generous in every area of your life, the difference it makes in your life. So first, what is radical generosity? If you wanna talk about generosity, the classic passages in the Bible are in the book of 2 Corinthians, letter written to the people who lived in Corinth, Greece. 2 Corinthians, if you'd written it to us, it'd be 2 Californians. And uh, 
In, in Corinth, he writes two chapters, Paul, chapter 8 and chapter 9, that are the classic passages on how to live a generous lifestyle. It is uh, just like 1 Corinthians 13 is the chapter on love in the Bible, and Hebrews 11 is the chapter on faith. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 are the classic chapters on what it means to live generously in life. Now, let me just start with the definition. You might write this down. Radical generosity is an attitude, not an amount. Radical generosity is an attitude, not an amount. It is not about amount. It, God couldn't care less how much you give in life. What he cares about is how you give, and what he cares about is why you give. God cares about your motivation. He doesn't care about the amount. Radical generosity is an attitude, not an amount. Now notice here in verse 12 of 2 Corinthians 8, it says this. If you're really eager to give, there's the attitude. It isn't important how much you're able to give, God wants you to give what you have, not what you don't have. Now, as I said, God looks at the why and the how, not the what. He's more interested in your heart. Why? God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your time. God doesn't need your talent. God doesn't need your sympathy. God doesn't need really anything from you. Zero. What he wants is your heart. What he wants is your love. And the Bible says where your heart, where your treasure is, your heart is. He wants your love. And so he's saying here, it's not what you give, it's why you give it. It's how and why you give it. And he says it's, a, it's about attitude. And then Paul, in this passage, gives us four attitudes that define radical generosity. Now, the best way to learn in anything in life is to learn by a model. You see somebody else do it, and then you learn. And, and we learn generosity best from example. I learned to be generous growing up under my parents. My parents were the most generous people I'd ever met and, and still have ever met. They, uh, they, they taught me, I watched them give everything away in their lives to other people. With an open hand, they held it out. They gave away hospitality, they gave away income, they gave away food, they gave away uh, their time and energy and effort. And I, and I watched how joyful my parents were growing up as generous people, and it taught me the value of generosity in my life. Now Paul gives us an example of some churches in a portion of Greece. In ancient Greece, one of the provinces in ancient Greece was called Macedonia. Philip of Macedon was the original ruler. His son, you certainly heard of, his son was called Alexander the Great. He was from Macedonia. And uh, Paul, in his travels, the Apostle Paul, started a number of churches in Macedonia. They're in the Bible, and he writes letters to them. One is a church at, at the city called Philippi, and we get the book Philippians. And another one is, he writes a letter to the church at Thessalonica, another city in Macedonia, and it's called Thessalonians. Corinth, the letter he's writing right here, is a city in Greece. Now, here's the background of the story. The Christians in the church in Jerusalem, in Israel, were under severe financial suffering. The church was under enormous stress, enormous pressure. They were financially tied. It was an extremely poor church in Jerusalem. So Paul says to all the other churches, he says, let's take up a special offering and give to support these people in their financial crisis in Jerusalem. Well, all of the churches of Macedonia stepped right up. They said, sure, we'll help. 
And, and they gave generously, they gave radically, they gave extremely. And Paul now is writing to another church, Corinth. He says, what about you guys? Why don't you do the same thing? And he uses the churches of Macedonia as an example. And here's what he says in verses one and two. He says, we want you to know, talking to the Corinthians church, what God's grace has been accomplished in the churches in Macedonia. They have been severely tested by the troubles they went through, but their joy was so great, they were extremely generous in their giving to help this church in Jerusalem, even though they themselves are desperately poor. Now, if you got notes, I want you to circle their joy was so great. Their joy was so great. And here's the first attitude of radical generosity. Radical generosity is enjoyable. It is enjoyable. We give out of joy. We don't give out of duty. We don't give out of guilt. We don't give out of pressure. We don't give out of uh, a compulsion. We don't give out of obligation. We give out of joy. It is enjoyable. He says their joy was so great. Now I want you to look at that verse for a minute and notice several things about the, these churches in Macedonia. First, it wasn't a wealthy church. In fact, it says they were desperately poor. Second, it said they had their own problems. They were being severely tested. So this church needs help themselves, and yet they're given to help somebody else. They were severely tested. You know what was going on there? I talked about it last week, persecution. This was during the time of the Roman Empire and Nero, where if you were a Christian, that meant you're a Christian, you die. That's what it meant, you die. You're either gonna be fed to the lions in the Colosseum, or you're gonna be nailed to a cross and tarred and lit, to, uh, uh, lit with fire to uh, illuminate the Appian Way, the Roman road. And so in those days, if you were a Christian, it meant you follow Christ, you die. So these churches are poor themselves and they're under intense persecution. But notice, it didn't stop them from giving. It said they were extremely generous. What's extreme generosity? It's radical generosity. They, they, they gave, and then why did they give? They gave out of joy, not out of duty or obligation. Now friends, unbelievers just don't get this. You don't get it till you have Christ in your life. You don't even understand it. Why? Because giving out of compulsion is not true giving. Just keep it. You don't get any credit for it from God. So he's saying you give out of joy. People don't understand that people actually give out of joy. Now the Bible says this. Jesus said it. Look on the screen. He said there is more happiness in giving than in receiving. Now I have to admit, when I was a kid, I thought that verse was a lie. <laughs> I said, that just isn't true. It's a whole lot more fun to get things than it is to give. That's just not true. And I have to admit that when I was immature as a child, Christmas was all about me. What am I gonna get? What's under the tree for me? That's okay if you're immature. What's, it, what's in it for me? But you know what? Hopefully I've matured. And today, now I'm a father and I'm a grandfather and Christmas is not at all about what I get. I don't even care if I get anything. Christmas is about giving to my kids and grandkids and the joy of watching them open it. That's the joy I get now. I, I don't get any joy about, you know, getting a pair of socks, so what? You know? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, what, what I get the joy out of is in giving and watching the kids and the grandkids open and enjoy that. The mark of maturity is when you switch and you begin to understand that there really is more joy in giving that in getting. If I'm still enjoying only getting, it means I haven't grown up yet. 
means I'm still self-centered. It's not by accident the word miser and miserable come from the same word. That when you're miserly, you're gonna be miserable. The happiest people in the world are givers in life. The unhappiest people in the world are takers. All they do is they take, they're self-centered, they live, they live for themselves. Radical generosity is enjoyable. The second thing, second attitude of radical generosity is radical generosity is supernatural. It's supernatural. And that's what we see in the next verse, in verse three. Paul is talking about these poor people in Macedonia who gave to help another poor church in, in Jerusalem, and he says, for I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. How do you give beyond your ability? That's supernatural giving. Natural giving is to give what you're able. Supernatural giving is to give beyond your ability. And how do you do that? Well, God, what I've learned is this, and I've been given for now, I've been learning this act of generosity for about 35 years. What I've learned is that when I figure out what I'm gonna give, God always shows me how. A lot of times when I think, I need, I, I, I not need, I want to give. I want to give this amount. I go, I don't, I don't have that money. Where, where, where's that going to come from? Or how are we, we got to pay that bill or this or that. And when you say that, what happens is then God shows you a way. When you figure out why you want to give, God will always show you the how. He will always make a way. Number three, radical generosity is enthusiastic. It's not out of guilt, as I said. It's not out of drudgery, it's not out of uh, sorrow, it's not out of, oh man, I gotta do this. Radical generosity, the kind that God says, that's the only kind that counts, is the kind that's enthusiastic. And he says this in the rest of verse three and verse four, talking about the model he gives us of enjoyable, supernatural, enthusiastic giving. He says, of their own free will, they begged us and they pleaded for the privilege of having a part in helping God's people in Judea, he's talking about Jerusalem. Now I want you to circle some words here on that verse. Free will, it says of their own free will, it says they begged, circle begged, they pleaded, circle pleaded, for the privilege, circle privilege, to have a part, have a part. What's he talking about here? He's talking about people who were giving, not grudgingly, but enthusiastically, enthusiastically. The Bible, tells us that uh, to be enthusiastic means to be in theos. The enthusiasm comes from the Greek word in theos. Do you know what in theos means? In is the word in, E-N is in, and theos is the word for God. To be in theos means to be in God. When you get in God, you will be enthusiastic. Number four, the fourth thing. Radical generosity is not just enjoyable, supernatural, enthusiastic, it is a spiritual habit. It is a spiritual habit. It's not something we, you know, we get all psyched up to do. We have to motivate ourselves. It's just a habit that we do. In fact, the Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 8, 5. They gave in a way they did not expect. We did not expect. They first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us. And this is what God wants. Now, we actually teach this habit of spiritual generosity uh, in class 201, spiritual maturity, because it's a mark of maturity. And we call these the 101, 201 commitments. First, they gave themselves to the Lord, that's salvation, 101. And then they gave themselves to us, that's church membership. They joined the church family and said, we're, we're committing ourselves to God, then we're committing ourselves to a group of 
Christians. Have you made those two commitments? He says, this is spiritual maturity. It is a habit. What is that saying? It's saying it's a spiritual habit of my life because I am a mature believer. It's not something where I'm waiting for a quiver in my liver, a whoo, I should give, you know? You know, I should be generous to this person. I should listen to this person. I should talk to this person. No, no, it's, it's an attitude of saying it's a habit and it's good for my heart. Every time my heart, every time I give, my heart grows. In fact, let me read you a verse. In verse 19, write this verse down, it's not on your outline, 2 Corinthians 8, 19. It says this, your offering is a service that glorifies the Lord and shows your eagerness to help. He says, your offering is a service that glorifies the Lord and shows your eagerness to help. And that is exactly what you did and you glorified God and God is smiling. It didn't matter what you gave. It was the matter of which you gave. It was your heart, it was your attitude, not the amount. And God is pleased when we give enthusiastically and willingly and generously and supernaturally as a habit of life. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. You can get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered right to your inbox every day. Just go to PastorRick.com and sign up for his free daily devotional. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, Scripture memorization is a powerful tool to help you remember God's promises, principles, and the purposes He has for you. That's why Pastor Rick created a very special Scripture card set with 52 key verses from his Radicalis Developing Spiritual Roots teaching series. These verses will help you renew and recharge your faith to live the way God intended, rooted in His unconditional love. Filled with beautiful artwork, accented by stunning gold foil designs, this set of 52 cards will help you memorize God's Word. If a scripture really speaks to you, display it in a place where you can read it throughout the day for encouragement. Or write a note on the back of a card with a special verse and send it to a friend. We'll send you the Radicalis Developing Spiritual Roots Scripture card set to say thanks for your gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to a hurting world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word daily to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. There's only two days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Your generous prayers and support help us teach God's Word to people all around the world who've never heard about the hope in Jesus Christ. And God is using your prayers and your gifts to help us reach people who would never set foot inside the door of a church. Here's a letter from Cheryl who said, Pastor Rick, your obedience in teaching God's word brings blessings of hope in my life every day through your daily email devotional. Through your teaching, God is continually changing my thinking and aligning my heart with his word, which brings hope and happiness to my life and positive thoughts for a great future. Please pray that I'll keep the fight 
to keep the enemy from stealing the truth from me. I can now see why staying in God's word every day is so important. I want to pray for Cheryl right now. Cheryl, let me pray for you. Father, together we join in praying for Cheryl right now, and I ask that your word will grow deep in her heart and in the hearts of everyone else who's listening right now. Plant it like a seed in fertile soil, and then make it grow, and and let the weeds of temptation not choke it out. Help her and help all of us to stand firm in your truth. And Father, I pray for everyone who hears this message today. I pray for every listener of Daily Hope, and I ask that you strengthen them to be obedient to your word, to see your purpose, and to depend on your power, trusting Jesus that you'll help them through no matter what they face. And I ask this prayer, and I pray this blessing in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.